0: Section 1 of The World's Famous Orations, Volume 4 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Famous Orations, Volume 4 The War in America Denounced By William Pitt Footnote Spoken in the House of Commons in June 1781 when he was 22 years old and had been only a few months in his seat. Abridged. The subject was Fox's motion for peace with the American colonies. Pitt's maiden speech on February 26th of this year had evoked from Burke the remark, He is not merely a chip of the old block, but the old block itself. In footnote. Born in 1759, died in 1806, elected to Parliament in 1780, Chancellor of the Exchequer in 1782, Prime Minister in 1783-1801, to secured the Union of Ireland with Great Britain in 1800, Prime Minister again in 1804, formed the coalition with Russia and Austria against Napoleon, which was wrecked in 1815 at Austerlitz. Pitt's health being completely ruined, his death followed soon afterwards. 1781 Gentlemen have passed the highest eulogiums on the American war. Its justice has been defended in the most fervent manner. A noble lord in the heat of his zeal has called it a holy war. For my part, although the honorable gentleman who made this motion and some other gentlemen have been, more than once, in the course of the debate, severely reprehended for calling it a wicked and accursed war, I am persuaded and would affirm that it was a most accursed, wicked, barbarous, cruel, unnatural, unjust, and diabolical war. It was conceived in injustice, it was nurtured and brought forth in folly. Its footsteps were marked with blood, slaughter, persecution, and devastation. In truth, everything which went to constitute moral depravity and human turpitude was to be found in it. It was pregnant with misery of every kind. The mischief, however, recoiled on the unhappy people of this country who were made the instruments by which the wicked purposes of the authors of the war were effected. The nation was drained of its best blood and of its vital resources of men and money. The expense of the war was enormous much beyond any former experience. And yet, what has the British nation received in return? Nothing but a series of ineffective victories or severe defeats, victories celebrated only by a temporary triumph over our brethren, whom we would trample down and destroy. Victories which filled the land with mourning for the loss of dear and valued relatives, slain in the impious cause of enforcing unconditional submission, or with narratives of the glorious exertions of men struggling in the holy cause of liberty, though struggling in the absence of all the facilities and advantages which are in general deemed the necessary concomitants of victory and success. Where was the Englishman who, on reading the narratives of those bloody and well-fought contests, could refrain from lamenting the loss of so much British blood spilt in such a cause, or from weeping, on whatever side victory may be declared? Footnote. 4 months after the date of this speech cornwallis surrendered at yorktown end footnote end of section 1 recording by philip gould